Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. A woman who lost her four-year-old son in a farming accident has said it is unfair that she can work on the front line, but she can't visit her son's grave. Now, Tony Houlihan made it very clear, of course, last week that graveyards were out of bounds and an unnecessary journey. And on the line is Geraldine Donoghue, who is that woman. Geraldine, good afternoon to you. Hello, Niall. How are you? Firstly, my condolences on the loss mm-hmm. of your four-year-old son. Um, it, for a mother to lose a child or a father to lose a child, it's something that we never expect. We always expect our children to outlive us. So it's something yeah. we never expect in our lives yeah. and, and something that you'll never, ever forget for the rest of your life. And you'll always remember the good times. And, and there, I'm sure there were plenty of them uh, with your son yeah. as well. But what, what, actually, can you, what actually happened to him? Well, he got just got uh, tragically uh, injured, well, um, in a farming accident. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I, I don't really want to talk okay, about that, the no, details. Okay, that's, that's, yeah. that's yeah. fine, that's fine. And then, okay, this back in 2015 when young, yeah. young Declan yeah. lost his life, all right? And when you heard Tony Hoolan the other day, you know, uh, reiterate that graveyards were out of bounds, uh, that essentially it was un, an unnecessary journey, how did that make you feel? Very upset because actually most of the graveyards are open. I know a lot of people from home are still visiting their loved ones in the graveyards and all around the country. I put it up on Facebook and everywhere seems to be open. Um, yeah. Yet in, I live in the city and I live within walking distance of my baby's grave. Yeah. And uh, I can't I can't go down to visit him legally unless I jump a six foot wall. Yeah. Which I have seen people jump. And, are, the uh, gate, are the gates closed and locked? They're locked, yeah. Oh my. We always had a side gate um, opened in the evening time. Okay. And we used to go in, there were about five people there, and it's a huge plot. Huge. Yeah. And there's, like, I also heard during the week that uh, the coronavirus doesn't live the same length in the outdoors. But particularly in the so, warmer weather. In the warmer and, weather, yeah, yes. And yeah, and we have had warm weather. Yeah. And uh, I, I just can't understand it. it to me, it's, it's just There's no logic bizarre. behind that There's decision. No, no, logic no, there behind isn't. It. I mean, I know what they're concerned about is, you know, particularly, say, in a bank holiday weekend and where, you know, you might have a bit more activity in a graveyard than you would normally have. Um, yeah. Or I know they do the, the you know, the, the masses uh, twice a year, the blessings of the yeah. grave. Well, that, that's, that's fair. And I can understand that. Yeah, yeah you know I, I mean? can understand that too. Yeah, but I think I'm sure people are grown up or adults, for God's sake. Uh, we can yeah, keep our social know, distance, like, you know. I do work in a hospital. I work, I'm after finishing two days to 12 hours, 24 hours in the last, the prior two days. And uh, I socially distance and I can easily do it. And I am an insulin dependent diabetic, so yeah. I have a, a good few health issues. So I I would be in the very serious category of um, of so, uh, people yeah. for working. But I chose, like, I don't get much more than what the COVID payment is. Right, so, but the, but the but illogical, but what you're saying, how illogical this is, is the government yeah. will allow you to put yourself at risk uh, yeah. with other patients who may have COVID-19 and get yeah. quite close to them and intimate with them because obviously you, you are in that kind of setting of caring. Yeah. Um, uh, but yet they won't allow you to walk into a graveyard, yeah. uh, you know, to get a little bit of peace, um, you know, with your son at your son's grave. Yes, and then it's hugely important for anyone that's ever lost a child or even a, a wife or a spouse or anybody it's hugely important for our mental health. And then they have a mental health policy, which to me seems very bizarre. I was look, listening to this morning, giving us advice on how to live our lives and how, what things to do for our mental health. You know, mm-hmm. but yet this is something like people have lost people in, in this COVID-19 
they haven't got to see the grave. You know, people like it is a mental health issue. Yes, of course. Like it is. they're they're like uh, like I I know my blood sugars are going crazy because I'm worried all the time. Would I be able to get into the grave? And I was told maybe it would be opened on the fifth. So it's actually affecting my health. And at the, the moment, and again, I say there's no logical reason for it. And, and I'm not personally speaking. I'm not. I'm, I've lost my mom and my dad and my brother and yeah. everything else. But yeah. I'm not a graveyard mm. person. I know yeah. that, that sounds odd to say. Yeah. But I, for mm. me, that doesn't do anything. But for, I know for a lot of people, and I respect that, it gives them something and it gives them some peace uh, it, to be able to go in, you know, there. And it's good for their mental health because they grieve differently. Everybody grieves differently. Well, you see, um, if somebody lost somebody at sea or uh, couldn't find that body, they never. Their grief never, they can't get any closure till they get the body and they have a place to go to. Yeah. It's the same for somebody, like I'm being kept away from my baby for five weeks for no logical reason. And that's the way I feel like. I feel like that they have stopped me from seeing my son, like from visiting where his resting place is, where I can pray and sit down. And, and like, I've got a lot of my, I, I believe, I don't know if you believe, but I believe that they listen to us and that mm-hmm. everything that I've ever asked them for, including this, you know, like I yeah. I wanted to get down to see him. And I believe I'm only on your radio station because my son could hear me. Okay. You know, let me get the grave open. You know, I, I, I know, I know. And I, I, I know a lot of other stories that were very, very painful. And that um, brings you comfort. And, I, and, you know, yeah. and it doesn't matter what I think or what other people think of what yeah. you think. It brings you comfort to, yeah. to know and that and to think that's that. That's hugely important for my mental health. Yes, absolutely. No, my... my like my mind, I can't, you know, it has, it has upset me hugely in the last five weeks. But, but I, I don't just, think Tony Hoolan, who's disconnected from the feelings of people, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's giving advice, but he is disconnected yeah. from the feelings. Well, it's, it's the mental health of people. That, yeah. he, that they're, they're, look, they're, they're saying these silly things about mental health, but they're not addressing a huge issue. This is a huge mental health issue. Well, a, we, we've, we've discussed a few of these issues, like sort of, for example, fathers not being with wives who are being given bad yeah. news while they're pregnant. Um, mm. You know, people who are not allowed with their loved ones as they take their final breath. Uh, people dying, elderly people dying on their own without their family yeah, well, around them. That All these things. Thing. It's horrible. That's, I, like I always, I, like I work in the hospital, I've been with many people that have died. And the one thing that really bothers me, if there is, if somebody dies on their own, yeah. I, it really hurts to see. I get really upset when I know somebody has nobody. Yeah. And I worked in the care of the elderly in Merlin Park for uh, up until my son passed away. And I worked there for um, about 18 years. Mm-hmm. So I, I've been 22 years in the health services. And I've, I've sat with many elderly people that have um, had nobody with them. And it used to really affect me that they had nobody. Yeah. And... Uh, and my own father, he has a COPD and he's at home and he's been minded by a carer. And uh, like that, I would be petrified that he'd go into hospital and that um, that he'd die on his own. Yeah. You know, so he's in the huge... And a lot, a lot of people are petrified of that, particularly those who have elderly in care homes. And I know a lot of people are saying if they're testing yeah. negative, should they not be I'm, allowed to bring them home? I'm so delighted he's actually been cared for at home because yeah. I would be really, really worried if my dad was in... Um, could you could you imagine right living all your life with your family around you, and then yeah. in your last week yeah. of life, where you you might be conscious of your last week of life, yeah. uh, not being able to say goodbye to people? But but getting back to your story as well, I mean, you said yeah. that when you go up to the graveyard, there's a woman out there who lost her 21 year old son. Yeah, she's up there, and she she can see his grave, and the flowers dying on it, but she can't get into him. 
And she sits outside. She goes there. She, cr- she goes in the cold, yeah, and the cold and the yeah, whatever. And she's upset. And she said she'd dig up his bones and she'd bring them home, burying the back. She knew this sort of this was going to happen. I I thought it was terrible. Like the poor woman, she couldn't. Yeah. She couldn't get in to see. She could see his grave very far distance from her, but yep. she actually couldn't. You know, and she she every single day intended to his flowers. You know, intended to, and it's and it's something that you know you're doing for them. Yeah, you know when you can go to a grave and you can um, tint the flowers and you know show them um, some respect in yeah, their passing. Yeah, yeah. show respect to you, to your to your loved one. And you've and seen elderly people trying to get over this six foot yeah, wall. I mean, I have, somebody's yeah, going to injure yeah. themselves, obviously trying to do that I'm as well. Bitch. Like I also have worked in orthopedics, and the majority of people that do come into orthopedics with falls are the elderly because yeah. the elderly are hugely vulnerable to to falls and risk falls and. They may never get over that. They may end up in a nursing home. Yeah, you know, they, they do their hips in or something like that, yeah. Going to a nursing home where they're put hugely at risk from COVID at, at this present moment, jumping over a wall. And, and if you, if you, if you could you say know, something to the Minister, Simon Harris, now I know NEFA, they're meeting this morning, the emergency team, they're meeting this morning with obviously the final guidelines uh, for Leo Varenker to announce today at six o'clock and lifting of certain restrictions, possibility, I don't know exactly what they're going to do. But this is one restriction you believe should be lifted immediately. Immediately, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, our mental health, they're all about mental health, which I think is just a joke, really. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't see the problem. If they're concerned about overcrowding, which I don't think is going to happen. Yeah, it will never no, happen. No. I would guarantee you it will never happen. Seven, like, I've never seen in it. The little gate, I've never seen it. No. Like, no. Uh, I mean, the graveyards are so large, especially in the city. Uh, yeah. Actually, they were smaller in the country. You know well, I've I mean, never seen a queue of people waiting in to get into a graveyard. Never. You know? But no. I tell you, if they do open them, there could be a queue because like, what they've done now is they've actually put people at risk by closing them, I think, because uh, more people are going to come now, you know. But yeah. they have to be opened. Like, the longer they leave these graveyards, people are missing their anniversaries and they're missing, you know, their birthdays. I know he, the anniversary of my child is absolutely... Paramount to me. When, when, when is Declan's anniversary? Twenty ninth of July, okay. and it's a time that whole month. I actually, I, I, I don't know. I go into nearly a cocoon myself in my head. I, I can imagine. Think. I can imagine. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a terrible month, and I only start. I actually had booked Medjugorje to go to Medjugorje on the fifth of uh, August after um, the anniversary, just to get a place to go where I can actually be, get my mind back to peace. Yeah, because I had been there twice before, and it, it hugely helped to go to a. Well, you, well, you're speaking. I tell you, you're speaking. You know, for a lot of people today yeah. who are listening, who are very upset. Yeah. Um, you know, by the fact that Tony Hulan said this during the week and reiterated this, and I don't know why he did that. To be honest with you, he's when doing he a lot of stuff that he shouldn't be talking about. Yeah, I, I mean, his so. job as the chief medical officer is to give us the information and the facts. Um, I, I, it's, it's a medical officer. He's not. Has he consulted any cons- uh, psychiatrist or anyone in the mental health field to put across his view of this? Because I mean, if you consult anybody in the mental health field, they will tell you that this is hugely important. To speak. And the, all these health people—they're going on about people's health. Uh, I know, and I'm, it's hugely important social distance and do all of that. Like COVID, I work in the hospital. I'm one of the people that don't. I'm a great advocate for for people to socially distance, and I hate to see groups of people now yeah. around or anything. 
But I mean, in a graveyard, there is no group of people no. hanging around, and there's nobody. T- and another uh, an excuse I got was touching headstones. I just thought that was absolutely no, the bizarre. Cha- the, the chances of that. I mean, who? The chances of that I, who's are going million to, be, to one. Uh, well, who's firstly? Who else is going to be touching your son's headstone apart from you? Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, somebody yeah. says, there's a text in here that says, Hi, Nal, Valerie here. I'm so upset for that lady on, on the air. There was a similar call on Wednesday to another talk show, uh, which mm-hmm. is uh, on the same time. And that lady used to visit her son's grave every night. And she was told uh, to go, uh, not to go. And oh my God, I felt so sorry for her. What about the mental health of these poor mams? It's a disgrace. Please read out my text to that poor mom. Uh, she needs to go and see her son's grave. God mm. love her. And, and she's right. I mean, and Declan would be very proud of you because obviously you're speaking yeah. out. And you're speaking yeah. out for everybody. Well, I think Declan gives me strength. And like, I have two little boys. I, have to, I was telling your your secretary there that I have two little boys. And uh, I have a one-year-old and uh, a three-year-old and very busy boys. But like, I prayed to Declan morning, noon and night from them two boys. Yeah. And I, I asked them to send me something for hope. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping I, I, from this phone call, I'll give hope to anyone that has lost a child and I know the only thing I could think of was to have another and they don't replace them of course but not. they bring you huge like they help you well children live. bring you joy yeah they yeah. do they do bring you joy and there's no doubt about that and, uh, they, and they help and they keep you busy <laughs> well they do they keep your mind occupied and distracted slightly yeah but yeah. I, I'm more disturbed by the fact I didn't realise that I know the people were saying well sure look we'll just break the rules because in fairness we talked about this yesterday myself and yeah. some of the staff we were talking about mm-hmm. here yesterday Everybody, well, I wouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people have broken rules discreetly. Yeah. Um, and when I say, you know, you've gone two and a half kilometres instead of gone two, but you've done it discreetly and you haven't, mm. you haven't intentionally done it. No. What I'm saying, and people are discreetly breaking rules. Um, yeah. As long as you're not, you know, you're keeping your social distance, you're being conscious, you're being careful. I'm not encouraging people to break rules, but this is one rule that I would say that people should, if it's available to them and the gates are not locked, they should be allowed to just walk in, say a prayer, kneel down, fix the flowers mm. and go home again. I don't, I just cannot see any logical reason for them well, not I to n- allow it. I never thought that in my wildest, that my, I kept away from my son like this. Never. I couldn't even imagine it. <laughs> and I'm, it must be, I, Geraldine, I, I, I'm listening to you because I know how upset you sound. Mm. It must be very difficult for you because since the day he's passed, I'm sure you've been there every single week. Every, you, every week is it? Once a week? Yeah, well, oh, no, oh, I go down a lot more often than that. Well, it's, clo- every, it's close yeah. to you, it's close to well, you. Well, you see, I go down in the evening times because it, during the day, the boys are so busy and, like, yeah. you know, it's awful hard. I used to go down every single, like, twice a day uh, for the first year. But now I'm trying to uh, limit it to the evening time. There was a little gate open there and we went in, myself and my husband, we went in and we sat down nearly most evenings, yeah. And you just have a little chat, a little chat. I, I go down during the day too, yeah. I could go down twice a day still. And when, no. you, and when you go down, and I don't want to pry into your personal business, or yeah. anything, you don't have to answer any questions that I ask you. When you go down, what would you do? Would you, would you say a couple of prayers or just have a little chat with him and tell him what's been going on with the... Well, we chat and then I always yeah. do the Divine Mercy, you know, the yeah. prayer of the Divine Mercy. Cause, like, it's important yeah. prayer to us. And I I chat to him and tell him about Louis. Well, no one, Louis normally are with me. Yeah. And Juliana. I have a 12-year-old too. Yeah. And uh, she, she's finding it hard too because she wants to visit her brother. Yeah, she knew. No, him, she yeah. knew him. Yeah, yeah, she knew him. No, the boys didn't. But like uh, Noah, Noah, my three-year-old looks very like him. And right. She thinks all the photographs in the house are him, not Declan. Right. Uh, okay. Explains okay. him. That's Declan. No, it's not you. <laughs> yeah, it's not you. Yeah. But uh, you're, not, you're not quite there yet. You're not four no, yet. No, yeah. No. 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 But uh, yeah, it, it's 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 just a place that 
it's affecting us hugely. Yeah, and I can like see it. And, and different and my people. Husband, my husband, like he, he went down more. Like he, he, he never miss an evening. Yeah, you know. Um, and how is he handling it at the moment? He's he's upset. He's very upset. Like yeah, you no. Know? Yeah. Um. And, so, and so what? So what? What do you do now? Are you are you walking up to the graveyard and just? We walk oh. up. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> Don't be ashamed of saying it. I mean, yeah. everybody, you know, as I said, everybody, you know, in their own little way, as long as we use our discretion and social distancing yeah. and everything else, everybody has broken a rule or two. You know, I mean, there's the, mm. and in this circumstance, I don't see that as breaking a rule, for God's sake. No, because it's your baby. Like, if they arrested you for break, for going into the graveyard and your baby there, I mean, yeah. that'd be absolutely shocking. Oh, God. I, I couldn't yeah. bear the thoughts of it, even. We yeah. would spend an hour on the air talking about it. So I, mean, I would, I would. I tell you that now. Yeah. They arrest me, I will. You'll be back on <laughs> if that happens. I'll be back on. And, yeah. you know, and I think I don't for one minute believe a member of Angarda Shikana would dare no, to walk I into a graveyard. No, I, I, so. I will tell you about Angarda Shikana. They, when, when Declan passed away, um, they were very good to us. I mean, yeah. um, they they had a... he he he. It was in Belmullet, the accident was. So they did a guard escort and they stopped at every traffic lights and everything right up to, right up to Nakakara. And, um, yeah. I mean, unbelievable the support we got from the guards. That time was absolutely, I couldn't praise them high enough. And then even when my, my other son fell down the stairs when he was um, one year old and we were down in Offaly visiting another couple that uh, their little lady had right. a similar accident the year before us. And, um, yeah. He fell down a solid oak stairs and he both, like at the time I just panicked, but both the front and the back of his head was swollen. Oh. And he just see, his eyes just seemed concussed. So I said to Declan, don't, um, don't drive into Balanslow, drive straight to Galway because there's helicopters. If you, like, if the night you know, yeah. all the really yeah. good services are there. So yeah. we were on the motorway and we were speeding. Um, obviously, obviously, yeah. And uh, I was praying to Declan, I said, Declan, Declan, please. I said, not, I don't want anything to happen to Noah too because I can't, I can't handle this. I can't, you know. Yeah. And then the guards pulled us over, and I thought, thank God. And when the guards pulled us over in the scene, Noah, um, straight away, speed, sped off all the traffic. They had phoned every single traffic lights, everything. They skipped the whole lot, the whole lot, yeah. the whole way through, right up to. The regional and the recess team were waiting at the at the doors of the regional, and they pulled him out. They were having, as soon as he lay down the bed, he started screaming. I said, "Oh, thank God, thank God, thank yeah. God!" You know, it's a hope in that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at least if he if they scream, you he's know, conscious like and, and he's, he's aware. Conscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's aware of what was happening. So I said, "Oh my God!" But uh, anyways, I I couldn't leave the house after that. So I yeah. I was two years off work, and I went back in January on uh, twenty four hours. That must have been very difficult for you, and I can't, I can't yeah. imagine. Like my own mother lost my my brother, <laughs> excuse me, when he was twenty four years twenty four years of age, and I remember what it was like for her. And I can only imagine a younger child. It must be so much more difficult. Yeah. But I remember her she, like for twenty years until the day she died. She completely changed. She wouldn't go out, you know, yeah. and it had a huge effect. I can imagine the effect it's had on you. Yeah. My heart goes out to Geraldine, and this is something that helps you get through that. It yeah, gives you that little is, bit of comfort to know that he's he's still there, and you and can wish, still talk to him. Yeah, I could, and I wish the government just listened to, listened to the 
like what I'm saying because it is hugely important to us. I'm and have you had any? Thing. Have you had any reaction at all? Because I know not you, a thing. I, I know not you've been on Facebook and everywhere. And have you? Yeah, have you had any reaction at all? Nothing. Well, not all reaction from government. From government at all? Is well, there anything? Uh, a TD has rang me. Yeah. Okay. I I prefer not to say the name, but like a TD has rang me, and they've told me that they bring it up in local government. But okay. from the county council, which has closed it, nothing, absolutely nothing. Okay. All right. Well, look, we we'll look into it again, and obviously on Tuesday, um, mm-hmm. and I'm going to try and maybe do do a little bit more about it if they don't lift that restriction this evening at six o'clock, which I'm hoping they will. Well, I hope they listen to this show, and I hope yeah. like because by not lifting that, like look at all the people that haven't grieved for their COVID uh, yeah. relatives. Yeah. I mean, then we need to grieve. They need to grieve. I know. If, there will be I, huge regrets in two and three years' time. Oh, it'll be when, huge when all, I mean, for yeah. you, for example, in relation to Declan, but sadly Declan has passed and nothing we can ever do can bring Declan yeah. back, right? Yeah. But for those other people, for example, who are, you know, sitting at home at the moment while their mum or their dad or their sister or their brother is in, uh, you know, respite care or whatever it happens to be, or in a home and they're dying, taking their last breath, and they're at home. Well, I, I, can't mean, imagine, I can't imagine this. I actually Because, you know, we're Irish and, and we, Irish yeah. people are always, oh, you know, we were all there. We were all there. And we find that to say that is even important for the rest of our lives. Yeah. We were all there, there when he passed away. There were 3,000 people at Declan's funeral. Yeah. yeah. You know, 3,000 people so shook like, my hand, you know, and it, it did help. Like, I got lovely letters from all over the country. Well, you can imagine now. So they they can't know, even bring 10 people. can't even have 10 people now. You would be actually, it would... I think as Irish people, we find it harder to grieve when nobody cares. You know, yeah. not, not that when nobody cares, but when we don't get to show our grief to others and talk to others and to, to, to hold that person's hand when they're dying. Like, that's the least... Well, you could, well that's what I said to you. Can you imagine in two or three years, when this is all done and this is all yeah. finished and all those people look back and they all lost that moment that they will never get back again, that last few days with the person, their mother, their father, or their son or their brother. or so. Could you imagine, for example, the situation you were in going back in yeah. 2015? If that it was now... It helps me that people were there for me. Yeah. And, like, people coming to the house with food and yeah. coming in and having, a, you know, like, even the wake, like having a few drinks in the house afterwards, you know, and sitting down talking about Declan's people and people telling stories about Declan. They can't do that now. No. They can't do that. Like, it's it's just... Yep. Like, it, it is as many... Like, I know there's so many people that have lost their lives with COVID, but as many people are going to lose their lives with mental health, they don't just do something with this. You're right. You're absolutely you know? right, Jared, and you've, you've said exactly what I'm thinking. But look, because I... Because people are... are, uh, people are um, you know, that, that's a huge regret, and it's, it, 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 it will build up on people that they weren't there with their loved one. And that will mentally affect people. Yeah. No. Now, well, look, Jordan, I wish you luck and I wish oh, you well. You. And, and, I, so and I really, really hope that they have listened because oh, I, I, I know so. it's been in the news a lot over the last three or four days. Yeah. And we will follow it up on Tuesday. If they don't, we will follow it up on Tuesday yeah. and we'll try and get some action on it because I think it's disgraceful that somebody like yourself or that woman who was crying outside or people climbing over walls or whatever happened to you, just yeah. to get in and touch a grave or to sit down and kneel and say a few words. Talk to them yeah. It's just us all. We want to yeah. be able to sit down and talk to them and tinge their flowers and yeah. make sure everything... I, could, I, I couldn't imagine if this goes on till July, I will just... You go to your mind. You go to your mind. I go to my mind. Yeah, Yeah. I understand. Yeah, I understand. This is anniversary month. Like, and that whole month to me is just. And we like candles there for the month. We like candles there for the month of December and the month of July. His birthday was December twentieth of December. So we go in and we light the candles, like for both of the months on the grave. You know. Yeah. 
and it's a kind of a ritual and like not being able to do that you know this year will well hopefully hard. that'll that'll yeah. be july and, and gosh i hope by july well this you see i i, I don't have great faith in, in the council to open it no. you know no i don't have a huge faith i don't have a huge faith some of the some of the decisions that are being made at the moment uh, particularly decisions like this um, you know, and a lot of people are giving out here saying that, you know, Tony Houlihan and others who are making this, these rules and these advice, well, see, they need I, to take into consideration people like you. Have they lost a child? You know. Do they travel to a graveyard? You know, yeah. like, these people have to think of that, you know. Like, yeah. I'm not saying I don't know anything about these people that are making all these decisions. Yeah. But have any of these children, uh, any of these people that are making these big decisions, have they ever lost a child? I know, I, I, and I know, and, and their argument is that we're going to make these decisions for the greater good. But the greater good is also people's mental health. Yeah, uh, you know, and that has to be taken into consideration well, I think because what the they're doing is probably destroying my mental health. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I know. I can. I sure I, I can hear it in your voice. Yeah, yeah. You know? I'm not. I'm not happy since this. You know, I like, and I, I found it. It's taken many years for me to. Like I was two years off work to go back to work. And, 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 and what know. it's doing is setting you back because, you know, as mm. you rightly said yourself, it took you a long time, two years to get back to work and a long time to grieve properly. Yeah. And, and now you're being deprived of the one thing that gives you real comfort, which is to go up yeah. and sit beside him, you know, every night and, and just tell him what's going on in your life and what the kids are doing. And, and you know, those yeah. funny moments, maybe you have a little chat with him and say a few prayers. So that, that kind of gives you a little bit, it helps you get through that. Yeah, it does. It, 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 you know, they're setting you back. It helps you. It, it you you feel good when you leave the graveyards. Anyone will tell you that. Like you feel like you've visited them. Like you know. Yeah. I always say like everyone else in this situation getting to hold their babies at home and cuddle them. That's my baby there. That's my baby in a grave. Like I'm I'm being kept away from my baby. Yeah. And like they like I I never physically hold my baby again. But I do believe my baby listens to me. And I, I know I could talk to him during the day here in the house. But it's different at a graveyard. You just feel like that's the place where you can talk to them. You know, because they're not physically with him. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. no, I do I believe someday I will see him, but I'll yeah. be... I'll be six foot under too. <laughs> I'll yeah. be I'll be on top of him in the graveyard, you know. Okay, well then, and so, then, you, then you'll be beside him forever. I'll be beside him then, yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so I... I well, I, well, I hope you have a long, healthy life between now and um, then. Mind you, it's not going to be very... Well, you won't have a great mental health life if this yeah. continues for much longer and you don't get to sit beside him and talk to him. Yeah. But look, I, I wish you well, Geraldine. And as oh, I said, if, if indeed they haven't been listening and they don't do anything about it today, we will yeah. follow it up on Tuesday when we're back, all right? Lovely. Thanks so all right. much. All right, Geraldine. Thank Thanks you very much indeed. All right. Thank Thanks. You. Thanks. Thanks. There you go. And I'm sure Geraldine, by the way, is very representative of many people around the country. Um, Geraldine is not the only one who's lost a son or a daughter, a mother, a father, a brother, a sister, who can't get to see them in a grave at the moment. And for some people, I mean, not everybody does that. That doesn't bring peace for everybody. Some people are not interested in going to graves. But for some people, it brings great peace and it gives them comfort. And I understand that. And uh, people can go there and I, to think of a woman outside a cemetery, crying her eyes out, looking through the gate at her son's grave. Have our government no compassion whatsoever. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.